Commence primary ignition. This is the way. What is up, all of you? Ugnots and Jawas out there, and welcome to a new episode of Mando Talk. I am your host, as always, Caleb Keller, and I gotta start off this podcast episode by saying I'm sorry. We were supposed to drop a new podcast episode last Friday, but number one, I was sick, feeling under the weather, thankfully starting to feel better, well enough to drop a new podcast episode But number two, it kind of works out in our favor because this past week has been a celebration of Star Wars Podcast Day 2023. Star Wars Podcast Day is the 24th anniversary of Jedi Talk, the very first Star Wars-related podcast which premiered back on February 7th, 1999. So the official Star Wars Podcast Day is February 7th, But luckily, to be part of the lineup, to partake in such a wonderful day, you really just have to release a podcast episode within the week. So thankful to be part of that lineup yet again, third year in a row of joining in on the fun regarding that Star Wars podcast day. And thank you to Daniel, who has created this kind of movement on the podcast platforms And so thankful for Daniel's continued listening. Uh, I know he's one of those that was early on joining in on the Mando Talk Fun and thankful for this platform, this movement, this podcast push that uh, he's created. And I think it's fantastic. So glad to be a part of this. So it worked out. It worked out that on this episode of Mando Talk, we get to, number one, be a part of Star Wars Podcast Day, but number two, in celebration of that, continue our Mando rewatch and conclude our season two of the Mandalorian rewatch. We are looking at chapters 13 through 16 on this podcast episode. Even though that wraps up the Mandalorian shows that we've, or seasons that we've seen so far, we do still have one more Mando Rewatch podcast episode that we're going to drop before The Mandalorian releases on Disney+. Plus. We're going to do a Book of Boba Fett Mandalorian-focused rewatch, so that's going to fall under our Mando Rewatch coverage. So we do have one more of these that will be coming out one of the Fridays before The Mandalorian finally airs. And then I will say, of course, we are gearing up for weekly podcast episodes. Yet again, a companion podcast to go along with The Mandalorian Season 3. So those will begin March 3rd, Friday, March 3rd. We'll do a spoiler discussion of Episode 1 of The Mandalorian Season 3. And then each Friday following that, we'll continue that same pattern. So, got all of those things out of the way. Definitely time to get into our Mando rewatch. And then after that, we're actually going to do a reaction to recent Star Wars news. I know I'm, you know, I'm on the Twitter verse, by the way, at Mando Talk. Follow me on Twitter there. I know some things that have been out there, but I'm going to scroll through Bespin Bulletin, one of the most trustworthy 
news places for Star Wars galore. Uh, I'm going to scroll through there and just kind of react to it with you, share my opinions, share my thoughts. So we will do that following the Mando rewatch. All right, Mando rewatch season two, chapter 13, titled The Jedi. This was directed by Dave Filoni and also written by Dave Filoni. And good Lord, I love the opening of Ahsoka Tano just slicing her way through these local soldiers and just toying with them. That is all because that does not connect to The Mandalorian Season 3 at all, but I had to mention that. What a fantastic open, great way to see the character yet again, and great way to see the character make her live-action debut. A key piece of The Mandalorian as a show that we see in this chapter is seeing Din Djarin walking around on a new world to get the vibes of the planet and have the tone of the episode set. I believe we can expect to see this with all the new planets Din Djarin visits, but most specifically, Mandalore. I know we've seen Mandalore in canon before, but only in animation, and you best believe we will be taking the time to explore Mandalore in this season. I fully expect Favreau Filoni and whoever's directing the Mandalore-focused episodes to really enjoy the moment of getting to bring Mandalore to live action. I know we've seen Mandalore in live action in the Book of Boba Fett flashbacks, but this is our first opportunity to really dive deep once we get to Mandalore in Season 3. So I expect this DNA portion of the Mandalorian up to this point of, of seeing Din Djarin and Grogu make their way through the streets of a planet, or through the streets of a town, rather, I expect to see that continue, especially when we go to Mandalore. Ahsoka reveals Grogu's name, but most importantly, some details regarding his past. He was raised at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Many masters trained him over the years. At the end of the Clone Wars, someone hit him, but then Grogu's memory became dark after that. I have zero doubt that we will get some answers to these background teases in Season 3. And I believe the trailers have already teased this possibility with that flashback continuation of Grogu during Order 66. Next up in Chapter 13 that I took away that could carry over into Season 3. Ahsoka denies the possibility of training Grogu. So I'm curious now, knowing that Grogu denies the possibility of being trained by Luke, how will his abilities with the Force increase? Who will train him in the Force? I expect Mando to teach Grogu to be a Mandalorian, but I still expect Grogu's Force abilities to grow. Without having a proper master, I could easily see Grogu do some pretty dark stuff eventually. I mean, he started choking Cara Dune in Season 1, and we've seen him kind of do that before. So, who knows? I'm sure Grogu will be tested in some way, but I'm curious how his Jedi skills will increase without having... A, without having an established Jedi Master to kind of lead the way there. Next up in this episode, I'm so unsure on if we will see ah Ahsoka Tano in Season 3 of The Mandalorian or not. I know the main purpose of this character will be in her own series, so I could easily see the character being saved for that, but I could also as easily see her being incorporated as a bridging of the gap, similar to how Boba Fett was used to segue into his own 
series. I think there's already enough here in this episode to set up Ahsoka's series with her asking where Grand Admiral Thrawn is and fans knowing how that connects to her story from Rebels. But the casual viewer who checks out Star Wars for The Mandalorian could use a good recent reason to get hyped for the Ahsoka series, which will be the next Mandoverse story to release. So I could easily see them going whichever way. I know I would love to see Ahsoka, but like I said, I think we've seen enough just from this chapter of The Mandalorian alone to know that she is after Grand Admiral Thrawn, and we could easily just shelve the character and pick up with that character in her own show. Next up, and the last thing for Chapter 13, is at the end of the episode, Ahsoka denies training Grogu yet again, but she instructs Din to take him to Tython to reach out for another Jedi. I wonder if she knew it would be Luke to respond to the call. If so, I think that is a potential hint on how the two Jedi eventually found each other. I don't really have an answer to that one, just a thought that crossed my mind as I was watching that episode. All right, that wraps up chapter 13. So now we are on to rewatch season two, chapter 14, titled The Tragedy. This was directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by John Favreau. This one doesn't have as much meat on the bones regarding connecting to season three or future Mandoverse episodes, at least in my opinion, currently. At the beginning of this episode, we see Din continue the drill that Ahsoka was using with Grogu. This tells me, I guess this kind of connects to a question that I had from chapter 13. This tells me that Din Djarin has a fascination with Grogu's skills and will probably continue to be active in Grogu practicing the Force. So even though Din Djarin is clearly not a Force user, he at least could continue to plug some at least Jedi thoughts or Jedi ways that he knows of into Grogu's brain to kind of remind him of the good things that he needs to be working on and the good things that he needs to be doing. This episode clearly features some epic action from Boba Fett and Fennec Shan's returns. Dark Troopers make their in-action arrival in this episode. Clearly, I'm fully aware that this set gets destroyed by Luke Skywalker in the finale, but I would expect to see more of these in the upcoming season as the Imperial Remnants and Gideon clearly has an obsession over them. It still bums me out a bit that the Razor Crest was destroyed in this episode, but I'm starting to warm up to the N1, everything that we see regarding Season 3, and definitely the action that we got with Din Djarin in the N1 from the Book of Boba Fett has been extremely promising, so I don't feel like I can have any complaints at the moment, but man, the Razor Crest for me for so long seemed like another opportunity to have like the next generation's Millennium Falcon. I don't think it was ever going to get to that level, but that's what I always thought could have happened, but now maybe it's just going to be the N1, which connects to the prequel in me. That's what I grew up with. Of course, the N1 in Phantom Menace, so it's generational in that sense, so very exciting. But yeah, not a whole lot there from Chapter 14. It was really just an action-heavy uh, love letter to Boba Fett because that character made his grand return, and of course, we got an extension of that with the Book of Boba Fett, which I can't wa wait to do our rewatch for those Mandalorian-focused episodes on so I can spend some more time with Tamara Morrison's Boba Fett. All right, next up. Season 2, Chapter 15, is titled, 
The Believer. This was directed by Rick Famuwaya and also written by Rick Famuwaya, which is extremely important because I have read reports that he has written, directed, and he is also an executive producer for season three of The Mandalorian. So it's a good sense of what he likes to deliver to this franchise. This episode brings Mayfeld back into the fold, so the obvious question that I have is wondering if it's possible to see the other inmates that he got imprisoned with back in Season 1. I'm personally hoping the story goes too big to deal with those smaller characters, but it's still certainly possible. This trooper design that these two are wearing in this episode, Dinjarn and Mayfeld, that is, is so underrated in my opinion. I absolutely love this. If I was to ever join the 501st, you know, that group that dresses up as troopers, I don't want to say dresses up, cosplays as troopers, are troopers, I would pick this set. I would pick this look. It is absolutely fantastic looking. I absolutely love it. The dialogue between Mayfeld and Mando on their way to the refinery regarding how there are similarities between Empire, New Republic, Mandalorians, and everyone was so good to me. Getting great character moments like this from Mayfeld has me believing that we will see more of him, whether that be in season three or later. He's just too good of a character to shelve and to have him just kind of walk off there at the end of this episode, but I'll talk more on that here in a second. Din Djarin fighting so well in this trooper armor was and still is an important moment to me for his character simply because this proves he isn't overly reliant on the Beskar armor and technology. He can stand up with them all. I know these were pirates, but he does a pretty good job of fending them off with the resources that he had. Biggest takeaway from this episode is Din Djarin making the decision to willingly remove his helmet and reveal his face. There is no doubt that Din will continue to do whatever it takes to ensure Grogu's safety. I also wonder if the Empire now having a scan of Din Djarin's face is going to eventually become a plot point. I don't know if that's me having friends and family members that buy into this idea that their iPhone is spying on them so they cover their camera lens, which, by the way, if you believe that, fair. If you don't, fair. That's just me kind of connecting to, to some conspiracy theories here in the real world. Maybe the Empire now has Din Djarin's face scan and they can throw that face anywhere and everywhere to track him down. Just an idea. Just an idea. Another question from this is how much screen time will Pedro Pascal have in season three? Obviously, I know he's been extremely busy with The Last of Us and all the other things that he's been working on. And this season didn't seem to be too reliant on shooting with or without him. So I don't expect to see a whole lot, but I do still expect to see him at some point. I kind of feel like it's mandatory and required because now he is clearly okay with showing his face to Grogu whenever it really means something. And I expect to see the stakes raised even higher. So why wouldn't there be reasons for him to continue to do that? But we haven't seen any evidence of him doing it yet. So we'll definitely see. The Imperial officer who gets a drink with Din and Mayfeld reveals that the New Republic is in complete disarray. I expect to see why people believe the New Republic is in such a state. 
in season three. Even though I want to see Mayfeld again, I do think, so this is getting back to that idea earlier that I mentioned, I do think the ending of this episode is a perfect goodbye to him if we never see him again. Bill Burr just fully committed to this episode, and I'm all in on any time he wants to get in the mix in this Mandoverse, let him do it. He's just a fantastic performer when he fully commits to it. But yeah, the goodbye was good. It's kind of like riding off into the sunset, if you will. I wonder how he gets off that planet. I don't think we'll ever see that. If we do ever see him again, it's just going to be one of those pop-up moments or where Mandalorian tracks him down yet again. But it's it's up in the air. It, anytime Star Wars, Lucasfilm, has an extremely talented performer that's willing to continue to play in the franchise, I'm sure money talks and... The portrayal of the character was so good that Lucasfilm has no reasons to ignore or not come back to that character if the plot ever saw the opportunity. All right, last episode for our Mando rewatch on this podcast is, of course, the finale, Season 2, Chapter 16, titled the Rescue. This was directed by Peyton Reed, who has an extremely important movie coming out soon, actually coming out next week in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'll definitely be checking that out. But yeah, directed by him and also written by John Favreau. Dr. Pershing is a top-tier wanted individual in the eyes of the New Republic, so it's interesting that it appears he is freely roaming the halls of a relevant New Republic location in the Season 3 trailer. Another important thing of note revealed early in this episode is that Bo-Katan agreed to help Din Djarin rescue Grogu simply to keep the cruiser of Moff Gideon's. We may see this cruiser in action in Season 3 then, and I really hope so. Maybe it'll be led or controlled by some Mandalorians, that would be sick. That would be absolutely sick. I wonder what happened to Dr. Pershing during this mission because he was being held captive by our squad here. Next up, Din Djarin beats Moff Gideon in combat, meaning the Darksaber is rightfully his, and he now has a claim to Mandalore. Bo is visually displeased in this episode and is no doubt pissed about it in this upcoming Season 3, and I can't wait to see the tension between these two characters in the upcoming season, and I specifically can't wait for the scene where they come face-to-face and they have that conversation in whatever throne room that Bo is sitting on. The rest of the episode, of course, has the big reveal of Luke Skywalker, but we will see him one more time during this Mando rewatch when we revisit the Mandalorian-specific episodes from the Book of Boba Fett, so I will save my thoughts on the utilization of Luke Skywalker in Season 3, potentially. I'll save my thoughts for that when we get there in that next podcast episode before the Mandalorian Season 3 premieres. I will say... Initially, the reveal of Luke Skywalker played in slow motion because I was salivating at the mouth to figure out who the Jedi was when I first watched this two years ago. But now watching this scene, it kind of flies by a little bit quicker, but it is still so emotional to me. Luke Skywalker was back majorly. Everyone was talking about it. And it was done so well. Now now that we've seen the Book of Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker's 
face in that one and how the technology looked better and progressed. Admittedly, seeing Luke's face in this finale is kind of like, eh, it's questionable. It kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, but I'll take that sore thumb over not having that sore thumb at all. I'll count my blessings to say the least. Grogu makes the decision to go with Luke, but not before Din Djarin officially reveals his face to Grogu. There's been many online debates on if Grogu being in Season 3 of The Mandalorian, having already been reunited with Din Djarin during the Book of Boba Fett, is problematic or not. But for me, I'm beginning to view it as a non-issue. I think people just recognize that The Mandalorian's DNA, I've already used that phrase earlier in this podcast, Part of the Mandalorian as a show's DNA is Grogu, and Grogu was going to be incorporated in Season 3 regardless. If he hadn't been reunited with Din Djarin in the Book of Boba Fett, that would have been the end game of Season 3, and I kind of feel like that would be a letdown. If the biggest reveal of Season 3 was Din Djarin and Grogu reuniting, I feel like compared to the epicness of Season 2, I don't think that would have met in levels whatsoever so I'm slightly glad that that reunition reunition is that a word uh, re-getting back together I'll say that them getting back together I'm glad that that's kind of already happened because now the story can just progress and be even more epic after epicness after epicness because I again I don't feel like while that moment was extremely emotional I don't think it's like a jaw-dropping season ender of a thing for the Mandalorian season three after we just saw Luke freaking Skywalker for a finale episode in the Mandalorian season two but like I said I know that's a hot topic that's a hot debate and I highly respect both sides of that honestly if you're somebody that hates that Grogu is back with Din Djarin already I respect it and I kind of agree with you in a sense but I've just kind of gotten to the point where I'm on the opposite end of that. Well, there is our rewatch for this podcast episode. But again, don't forget that we have one more of these with our Mandalorian-specific Book of Boba Fett episodes. So that podcast will be dropping before the Mandalorian Season 3 premieres. So to wrap up this podcast episode, we are going to do our news piece reaction. I'm just going to go to, like I said earlier, Bespin Bulletin, scroll through these articles, share the news pieces with you guys, and also react to them here live with you. And you can kind of get a sense of how my emotions turn or move or shift as I kind of read these things. So the first thing as I scroll down here to Bestman Bulletin, so I'm literally starting where the last podcast episode we talked about the Mandalorian directors being announced. So I'm literally starting from that. Now, obviously, I'm not going to read news pieces that don't like extremely excite me or news pieces that I don't think move the needle at all. Uh, I'm really going to focus in on the big things that I think are beneficial for all Star Wars fans to hear, not necessarily the small things, but I say that. All Star Wars things are big and great things. But anyway, let me not waste any more time, and let's look at these news pieces and react to them together. So first one up here, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is delayed to April 28th? Come on. No, I'm actually okay with that. If I'm being honest, 
March is going to keep us busy with The Mandalorian, and I'm sure this is being delayed for good reason, and I would rather them make sure that the release of this game is perfect than them just push it out to, to reach a deadline. So I'm actually glad to see that it's been delayed because that means the team behind it has ideas to make it even better in just pushing it back a little bit over a month. So there's news piece number one. Star Wars Visions Volume 2 is releasing on May the 4th. What a perfect release date. Of course, that is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. I know what I'll be doing. I'll be watching Star Wars Visions and who knows what else Star Wars related. But hopefully that's going to be enough to keep me busy. And I'm sure it will be. But we'll find other ways to celebrate, won't we? All right, continuing on here. We got some Andor Season 2 reportedly set in film uh, in Spain. I, again, I would consider that one as kind of like a small one. So I'm going to keep on going with that one. Uh, Ludwig Gorenson. I always mess up. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but regardless, he's the composer for The Mandalorian. Let's see what this says. Ludwig is not scoring The Mandalorian Season 3. That is a huge bummer. That is a huge letdown. And I'm very bummed. I've already said that. I'm extremely bummed. The Book of Boba Fett composer is set to take over. The Book of Boba Fett composer did a pretty solid job. If I was to dive into this article, I'm sure that that um, composer would stick out and they would say who that is. But for some reason, I'm struggling on remembering who that composer was at the moment. Uh, so you're just going to have to bear with me. Let's see here. Who was it? Who was it? Joseph Shirley? Is that who it was? Let's see. The situation is similar to that of the Book of Boba Fett, where Gorenson composed the opening and closing themes of the show and had Joseph Shirley compose the series. So, okay, it seems like it, that's going to be a similar situation here. Obviously, we're going to hear Ludwig's main themes and things like that, but the Book of Boba Fett composer is going to take over. That bums me out, though, because Ludwig, I feel like, has been such an important part and peace to the Mandalorian so far. As soon as you hear his music, his scores, his sounds, you're, you're taken to the Mandalorian and to the Mandoverse. So it's a bummer that we're not going to get new entries from him, but I'm sure that the Book of Boba Fett composer will do a fine enough job, but admittedly, I feel like Ludwig probably would have done better just because I, you know, it's Mando talk. You know I have a preference. You know I have a preference for the Mandalorian. But anyway, yeah, that one's a little bummer, but let's continue on. Let's let's not get uh, negative here, shall we? Let's keep going again. More Andor Season 2 filming locations. I'll move on from that. Sasha Banks, apparently she has been spotted in a on-set video, potentially. It's kind of blurry, so it's not 100% sure. So the headline literally reads, Is Sasha Banks's Casca Reeves in The Mandalorian Season 3? Sasha Banks is the performer Cosca Reeves is the Mandalorian character, if you will, that works with Bo-Katan. So I would believe, because I know Sasha Banks has said in an interview that she's not going to be in the season three, I would have to believe that Cosca Reeves is not going to be in this upcoming season. But who knows? I could be wrong. Maybe the video, if I was to see it in high def, would reveal something there. All right, next news piece. Rick Famuwaya is directing the first and the last episode of The Mandalorian Season 3. That is a big news piece there. 
That is huge. I love the Rick Famuyiwa directed episodes that we've gotten so far. I believe he did two in season one or one in season two, or it's flip-flopped somewhere in there. Regardless, he's done multiple Mandalorian episodes to this point, and he crushes them all. And of course, I've already mentioned he is an executive producer for this season. So the fact that he's directing multiple adds up to that. Like it makes sense that he would have gotten that executive producer title. This is exciting. It's exciting that he's directing the first and last. That means he gets to be the book beginning and the book ends for this season. So it's going to be clearly all connected leading up to that one big grand finale moment for season three. I love that news piece. All right, and it looks like we got one more here. It says, oh, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm definitely going to mess this up. Yah, Yah. <laughs> it can't be Yahya. It can't be Yahya. Yahye Abdul Mateen II is cast as the lead in Damon Lindelof's Star Wars movie? Question mark adds Bestman Bulletin. So maybe not 100% on the mark there with that. Maybe it's potential. It's a possibility. Depends on the source that Bestman Bulletin is getting this from. And it looks like it comes from Jeff Snyder's podcast called The Hot Mike. Mentioned that it's possible that this actor could be in Lindelof's film. That's exciting. That's definitely a recognizable face. I've seen him in some things. And I've seen, I, I can't put names to it right now. But I know he's talented because when I look at him and I look at this image that's with this headline, I'm immediately thinking of some pretty good performances that he's put on. So if that's the case, if he is the lead or one of the leads, sign me up. Um, I'm excited for a new Star Wars movie. I'm dying to know what that movie is going to look like, uh, what the Star Wars movie franchise is going to look like moving forward, if it's going to be spinoffs, one-offs a trilogy, a continuation post the sequel trilogy. I'm dying to know. I I think at Star Wars Celebration, coming up soon, by the way, coming up in like, what, two months, two and a half months, I think we're going to get some pretty big answers. Well, there you go. There's this podcast episode. We've done our Mando rewatch season two, chapters 13 through chapter 16. Again, we'll be back for the Book of Boba Fett episodes that feature Din Djarin and Grogu. We'll be talking about those. And we'll be talking about other news pieces that have come out by the time that podcast episode drops. So thank you so much for checking out this episode of Mando talk. I cannot wait to get to the Mandalorian season three. Of course, that premiere is going to be on March 1st, but you're going to get a new companion podcast episode each Friday from myself and DJ Foster coming out on March 3rd, and then we'll just drop them every Friday after that. So be sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you are listening or watching. We would appreciate that subscription so much. And make sure you rate us five stars or like us, whatever you got to do to make sure the algorithm helps us get in other people's 
ears. Follow us on social medias, Twitter, TikTok. Those are the main ones, at Mando Talk. And then join our Discord. The link for that is in the description. I'm sure we'll have some great conversations on The Mandalorian Season 3 as it is coming out. Well, let me get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'll see you on the next one. And until next time, as always, we have spoken. Thank you.